This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 832, Nine Subtle Lies We All Tell Ourselves, part two, by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. And I'm Justin Mollick, the guy who's been reading articles, book excerpts, and even student essays to you every day, including holidays, for like two and a quarter years. This is with permission from the authors and or websites, by the way. And today's article is actually a continuation from yesterday, so if you're new here, I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. But if you're all caught up, let's hear part two and continue optimizing your life. Nine Subtle Lies We All Tell Ourselves, part two, by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. Number four, if I just say or do X, then that person will finally change. You can't change people. You can only help them to change themselves. The rationalization that if you could only do that one more thing to get someone to see your way, to see the enlightened path, to see how to stop being such a raging asshole, is usually a product of an unhealthy attachment to someone and or a boundary issue. All advice and support must be offered up unconditionally without expectation of any miraculous turnarounds. Love people for the messed up ways that they already are, not how you'd wish them to be. Number five, Everything is great or everything sucks. Everything is how you choose to see it. Choose wisely. Number six, there's something inherently wrong or different about me. This lie is a cornerstone of personal shame, the belief that something about us is inherently wrong or insufficient. An unfortunate side effect of having robust societies with hundreds of millions of people is that we are inevitably encouraged to compare ourselves with arbitrary social standards. As we grow up, we notice and are reminded by others, whether we're taller or shorter, prettier or uglier, smarter or stupider, stronger or weaker, cooler or lamer than the average bear. This is called socialization and it actually serves a useful purpose. The idea is to get people in line with culturally defined ideals so that we can all coexist with one another without everyone stabbing each other in the throats and eating dead babies for breakfast. It worked, mostly. But the price of that social stability and cohesion is the internalization of beliefs that we aren't good enough as we are, that we're fundamentally flawed and unlovable. Some of us internalize greater amounts of these beliefs than others, especially if we were abused or traumatized at some point in our past. And this clinging belief that we're somehow deficient undermines everything we think and do and generates misery throughout our lives. But here's the truly messed up part. We're afraid to let go of the beliefs that we're inherently deficient. Why? Why would we hold on to beliefs that we're somehow subhuman, not worthy of the same love and success as those all around us, and not give them up in the face of evidence to the contrary? The answer is the same reason we hold on to any belief. It makes us feel special. If we're inherently inferior in some way, then we get to permanently play victim, to play martyr, and it imbues our life with a sick, noble purpose. If we were to let go of that and accept that we are inherently worthy of life, worthy of all others, then we would lose our right to victimhood, our right to being special, and instead turn into an anonymous nobody, just another face in the crowd. And so we hold on to our misery and wear it like a badge of honor because it's the only identity we know. Number seven, I would change, but I can't because of X. Unless X is I don't really want to, then this statement is bull You're making excuses and it's okay, we all do, but you might as well own up to it. You don't want to change because if you truly wanted it, you would do it. And if you don't do it, then that means that what's causing you misery is also benefiting you in some unconscious way. 
I talked to a client recently who was ambitious, but he's been blaming the injustice of the present economy and social system for his inability to work on his business idea. Throughout the conversations, he began to look at some of his beliefs and see that many of them were merely excuses to justify his already being unhappy. But still, his inability to act persisted. That's because the root of the issue was deeper. His anger at the injustice of the current system not only justified his inability to act, but also feeds his sense of self-importance, his belief that if he were allowed to try, he'd be amazing. But because he's not allowed, he'll forever be angry and miserable instead. The need for importance is one of the most fundamental psychological needs. And in this case, a bright young man would rather hold on to his misery than risk anonymity and failure. Number eight, I can't live without X. In most cases, you can't. If there's one thing I've learned from traveling the world and staying in some particularly unsavory places for a period of time is that humans adapt incredibly quickly. I and many others have documented the arduous process of selling and giving away most of our possessions and the spectacular realization that after a brief period of nostalgia, we don't miss any of them at all. So caught up in modern society's cycle of consumerism, many of us have forgotten that psychologically speaking, we already have everything we need. Our psyches possess an incredible ability to adapt to what's available in our environments to get all of our needs met and keep ourselves happy. And beyond a certain level of comfort and subsistence, what matters is not so much what we do or what we own, but rather how much meaning each activity or relationship gives us. Optimize your life to enhance meaning. That's the metric of success. Number nine, I know what I'm doing. Sure you do, buddy, sure you do. Our lives are defined by nothing but glorified best guesses, a constant process of trial and error. And right now, my best guess is that this article is over. You just listened to part two of the post titled Nine Subtle Lies We All Tell Ourselves by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. I was totally smiling while I read that line, optimize your life to enhance meaning. That's the metric of success. That should be like the tagline of this show since we always talk about optimizing your life. But that concludes this post and today's episode. Just really quick, if you like this show, you'd probably like our others where we narrate blogs for you and optimize your life. Just search for Optimal Living Daily to find all of our shows. Thank you for listening and being here. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you in the Friday show tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.